Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, we're going to be talking a lot about lifting and momming because I have Candy Riffle with me. She is an incredible nurse turned CrossFit athlete and coach. You guys, Candy's only been in the CrossFit game for a couple of years now, and this year in the 2019 CrossFit Open, out of 153 thousand female participants she was 237th in the world and 113th in the united states you heard me right top two percent in women who participated in the open wow it is a honor to speak with her you are going to find that she is incredibly humble she opens up about her journey and about motherhood so without further ado here is my friend and amazing athlete candy riffle Right, Candy. So, welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast. I want to toss the ball to you to tell me a little bit about yourself and definitely hit on your motherhood journey. Okay, so I am 29. I am originally from this little bitty town in Tennessee. Um, it's called Erin. Probably nobody has ever heard of it before. Um, so, I'm a transplant to North Carolina. I've been here for almost four years. Um, I do have three children. Um, my oldest is almost 11, so he will be 11 in June. Um, my daughter, Riley, she just turned a nine back in February. And then my youngest one, um, his name is Liam. He just turned three back in March. So um, kind of been around the block for a little bit as far as momhood goes. Yeah, I'm always telling <laughs> but, people my experience goes deep, not wide, but your experience goes deep and wide. Yeah, yeah, there's a really big age gap between yeah. those last two. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like starting over again, which was way harder than I thought it would be. Really? So I thought I knew everything. Yeah, I thought I knew everything, and then that kid just kind of threw me for a loop. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh wow. So can you tell me a little bit? I mean, obviously, Candy, I've brought you on because you're an incredible athlete and also a really just sharp mind as far as fitness is concerned. But can you let me in a little bit on your personal fitness between those pregnancies? Yeah. So um, kind of backstory with me, just kind of like athlete wise. So I was a gymnast and um, competitive cheerleader pretty much my entire life growing up. Um, you know, so those were my main two sports. I did dance uh, for quite a few years competitively also. Um I dabbled in a little bit of roller hockey, actually, like after I graduated yeah. high school. Um, yeah, so I was, you know, I grew up as an athlete my entire life. So that was always my biggest thing. Um, and then I got pregnant fairly uh, soon um, after I started college. So I had my oldest whenever I was 18. Um, and then from there, my competitive uh, athlete endeavors, I guess you would call them, um, kind of just came to a screeching halt. Um, so I still coached and whatnot. So I coached gymnastics, I coached cheerleading, but, um, I found it very hard to maintain any type of like fitness regimen for me because nothing really took the place of what I did as an athlete. And that was all that I yeah. knew, you know? So I was never, I was never the one in like your, uh, Globo gyms or like YMCA's or anything like that. I was always very sports okay. specific. So yeah. So me as an athlete, I, I found it very, very hard uh, once I kind of got into the whole like motherhood realm. And honestly, like uh, for the longest time, I let that side of me kind of get pushed on the back burner. 
Um, and I lost out a lot of who I was just because of that, you know, so I got lost in everything else. Um, and it took a really long time. It wasn't until, um, I got into CrossFit uh, a couple of years ago that my fitness journey kind of, uh, rekindled itself in a way. Um, and then just kind of got back to who I was, uh, kind of at the core. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> does. And, you know, now we're, um, you know, we'll, we'll be able to tell the audience, I met you in a CrossFit gym. Um, I'm not sure if you yes. were still nursing at the time. I know that you were doing some coaching on the side, but you've got a clinical mm -hmm. background as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so I do have a nursing degree. So I've been a nurse for eight years. Um, actually I went to nursing school when my daughter was five weeks wow. old. Um, so yeah, so, uh, that was, um, quite the endeavor. Uh, but yeah, so I've been a nurse for eight years and I actually stepped back from that side of my career last August, um, and switched over to coaching full time. Wow. So yeah. And you said you've been doing CrossFit for a couple of years, right? Like two years. Yes, like two and a half years. So the very first time I ever set foot in a CrossFit gym was um, like mid-September, late September of 2016. Wow. See, this is what's wild to me. Um, we're going to get into just your competitive background and like, for example, how you did mm -hmm. in the Open this year um, in the CrossFit Open, which is a worldwide um, comp like competition, if you will for yeah. CrossFit games, but like, it is wild for me to hear that you've only been doing this for two years because I've seen you work out firsthand. I've seen you as an athlete and the way that you compete, you compete like someone who has been doing this for a decade. I know I'm not the first person to tell you that. There's no way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But I think that, that, um, I can kind of attribute a lot of that to me growing up as a competitive style yeah. athlete. Oh, having that specificity so. kind of in mind. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. So can you walk me through a little, okay. So two years ago you find CrossFit, mm -hmm. it taps into that, um, sports specific side of you. Um, you know, and, and you kind of find it's your jam again. It lights your fire. When did you decide, okay, the sport of fitness, there are competitions. When did you yeah. decide to, <laughs> um, get into that aspect? So what initially drew me to CrossFit was because I saw the fact that it had those competitive opportunities. I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to get back into something, I know myself as a person and as an athlete, I function so much better when I have like a very specific goal in mind and um, just a very specific path that I want to go down. So I looked into CrossFit and I actually started at a different gym than I'm at now and phenomenal people over there, but it just wasn't the right fit as far as, um, you know, personality wise and whatnot. Um, and the more I got into it, I'm like, okay, like I'm actually kind of good at this, you know? So there was so much to learn and there still is so much to learn. There's always somebody better than you at something. Um, but it was the challenge of, okay, like, I'm not very good at this, but I'm really, really good at this. So can I kind of even the playing field on those two? And whenever I saw <laughs> all these women um, going out there and just, and just, okay, like I want to show my children that, you know, even if you kind of got a late start into something that you can still go into something that you have no clue what you're doing and come out and kind of make something of yourself, you know? Um so all these competitions and all these different females, these really strong female icons that I saw, yeah. you know, 
So um, I got into it that way. And just the more and more I spent time um, in the gym and with those types of people um, that were just very goal uh, oriented, very driven, um, it rubbed off a lot. And you are like, you become just like the people that you surround yourself with. And I was kind of at a point in my life where I'm like, okay, like my life isn't really going in the way that I want it to. There's not really things that are like working out the way that I thought that they would. Um, so I needed that kind of strong support group of people, um, to kind of get me out of my comfort zone and make me, um, kind of come back to who I was at the core. And, uh, I found that whenever I got into CrossFit. Uh, you're touching on so many things here that I think are (laughs) awesome. First of all, I want to back up. And, um, I think if someone, I can go down so many rabbit holes, yeah, I'm sorry no, if I travel. Three things I want to touch on. <laughs> First of all, I just want to clarify. Okay. Um, I can't imagine anyone listening has not done CrossFit before. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um, can't, I mean, you don't have to give me the Greg Glassman f- fitness in 20 words or whatever it is, but can you, um, <laughs> can you tell us what like your typical, for those who haven't maybe experienced it and they've only seen like YouTube clips, Mm -hmm. what would, like, what is CrossFit or what could you expect if you walked into a CrossFit affiliate as far as a workout? So, um, most gyms that you walk into, um, are completely different than what you see on like YouTube or like on the Netflix documentaries for like the CrossFit games and whatnot. That is like opposite end of the spectrum from what you get on your day-to-day affiliate. Um, Whenever you walk in, you're going to be greeted by all of these different people who you come from all walks of life. So you're going to see some of these top level athletes. You're going to see people who are just walking in for the first time with you um, and everything, you know, in between. So in terms of workouts, so our workouts are different every single day. There is uh, very, very few times I can ever tell you that I've repeated the same workout. And if I did, it was very to see how far I've came. Right. You know? So we do, we do a different mix between different, uh, cardio aspects, weightlifting. Uh, we do some powerlifting stuff. Um, there's a lot of body weight exercises in terms of like air squats and pull-ups and different things of that nature. Um, our gym specifically, we train a lot with dumbbells and kettlebells, um, which not a lot of gyms do. Um, uh, but I think it's really, really good because you don't get into a lot of, um, specificity in terms of getting really, really comfortable with one object. And then if I hand you something different, you know what to do with this. Right. <laughs> so, um, and yours is the gym. We have, it covers everything. Oh, I was going to just ahead. tell listeners, um, listeners have heard me talk about before that I did CrossFit throughout my triplet pregnancy. And that's actually at the gym that yes. you currently coach at. Um, it looked a lot different than what they might see on YouTube or what they saw in the Netflix <laughs> documentary. Oh yeah. But what I love about CrossFit is it's like, if you can walk in the door, you can do the workout. It's just probably modified. Like if a woman yes. has three babies in her belly, she's probably going to be doing something different than Candy, the competitive CrossFit athlete, but we're doing the same workout. That's exactly. Cool. Right. And we can make it to where, um, there's a certain thing that we look for is called the stimulus that we will look for in the workouts and it can take different ranges for different people. So what could give me, you know, a, say a sprint type workout, maybe a heavier barbell than what it might be for somebody just walking in the door, but you're getting the same benefit out of the workout. It just may take a different style of movement or a different weight or something along those lines. Um, and one thing that I tell all of my new people that come see me because they're like, Oh my God, like I'm not an athlete yet. Like I can't do CrossFit unless I get in shape. 
No, like everybody who walks through our doors and everybody who walks through the door of any affiliate out there, you are an athlete, regardless of if you think so or not. Like you are an athlete. You just don't know it yet. (laughs) You know, I think that's an interesting thing about like not only not only and and this is a lot of CrossFit gyms. um, Not only are you treated Mm -hmm. like an athlete, no matter what your skill level is or fitness level is, but I think there's something to be said for how that makes you feel mentally when the coaches are treated like an athlete, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to walk in the door and be like singled out as like that weird kid in the class who can't do anything. You know, like, you know, so, and that's like the big thing, especially like with our gym, I tell everybody, um, you know, anybody I meet out on the street or anything like that, we may not have the biggest gym, but the people that we have there are phenomenal. And like, you cannot ask for a better community than uh, what you can find in some of these CrossFit gyms around here, because it's just like one big family. Like you walk in and you're made to feel like you belong there whether it's day one or day hundred. All the CrossFit people out there are shaking their heads and fist pumping the air because that is it's common sentiment <laughs> for sure. The other thing I want to touch yeah, on yeah, community. that you mentioned, um, it's the modeling. So I've been doing this podcast for about two and a half months now. And um, with some exceptions, mm-hmm. like when I spoke with my husband, um, I'm, I'm speaking with moms and Everyone, no matter right. what their jam is, running or triathlon or like you for CrossFit, everyone has mentioned modeling that healthy behavior for their children. And I want to make sure people are hearing that as well, that you've got young little baby kids, yes. um, you know, and then you've got a nine-year-old and 11-year-old um, and you're modeling those healthy behaviors. Have you seen that transfer at home? Like the fact that they hang at work with mom at the gym? Oh, for sure. So my kids come with me every single evening. Um, and my little one, he comes with me in the morning and in the evening. So I coach every single day, morning and in the evening. And um, so they see me a lot in terms of coaching and training and all of that. And I've saw such a difference in especially my older two. So the little one, you know, kind of monkey yeah. see monkey do with him. Um, but my older two, especially. So their um, perception of like, whenever I put my head down and work on something, um, their perception of me, I feel like changes because they're like, Oh wow. Like that's really, really hard, but I still see my mom trying her best. And that's what I want for them. And I think that's what any mom, like in any parent in general, just wants for their kids is just for them to be happy and do their best. So if I feel like I can show them that like, you can do that and it doesn't have to be in like a super conventional setting, I feel like that's probably one of the best things that you can teach your kid and then overcoming adversity. So I've actually had, um, (laughs) is, uh, kind of, you may not even, even know this. So one of my very first coaches, a phenomenal person, but one of the things that always stuck with me, um, and this is in terms of CrossFit, um, I was told that I would never be a high level competitive athlete. Because I didn't have the time to commit to it, and I didn't have the right body. So type. you're never going to be um, a high level athlete. But yeah, wow, that I would never uh, like. I would never be able to. Essentially, yeah. So, um, uh, kind of whenever I got into the whole competition part, it was uh, a little bit out of spite. Like one of those, like, okay, like you told me I can't do something, so I'm going to prove you wrong. Um, and I want my kids to see that, like, if somebody tells you something like that. If there's something that you really want, like you put your head down and you grind until you can, until you get it. Sometimes the best way Um, to get someone to do something (laughs) is to tell them they can't do it. And that's kind of what happened with you. Exactly. So 
Yeah, I want exactly. You to because I see just um, I see how magnificent a statement that is because I know how you, I want you to, I know this is hard for you to do candy, real talk. Like I, I know this is going to be hard <laughs> for you to do. I want you to tell the audience though, again, I'll remind folks, this is your second year of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. You've just now got into, you know, the competitions relatively new into it. Tell us how you did in the CrossFit open, which, you know, um, I did some internet research, which almost 154,000 <laughs> women competed in. The majority of these are American. Women. Yeah. So talk to me about that a little bit. Okay. So uh, this year I was ranked um, 237th in the world um, in terms of my age group. With Again, the open. Um, and- 100 and- <laughs> 153,793 if we want to get real. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> if we want to get specific. It's amazing, Candy. Keep yeah. going. Keep going. Yeah. And then, so I, after everything kind of shook out, um, I was 113th in the country, which um, was, I honestly was really surprised at my placing. So, so proud of uh, myself. And honestly, probably the most proud of anything I've ever done uh, because it was, it was one of the hardest things that I've ever done. And this is the um, hard group to but be I, in. Like, real talk. If I was oh, talking yeah. to like a 55 year old that placed as well as you did, no offense to any 55 year old that came in a hundred some odd, but like you're in the under 29 category. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm still in what's considered like the open division. Whoa. So I'm not old enough to be a master's Whoa. athlete or anything like that. So the, so the open division is the biggest and it has the largest pool of people. Um, and it has some of the most phenomenal athletes on the planet. Um, so for me to be able to do that, um, I was so, so happy uh, because a lot of my training um, I do by myself, you know, so I do group classes and stuff like that whenever it fits uh, what I need as an athlete. But I would say probably a solid 80 to 85 percent of my training I do on my own. Wow. Um so I don't ever really get to see where I stack up against people unless I go to a competition or I do these online qualifiers. Um, otherwise, I'm just kind of like chasing ghosts on a so day-to-day talk basis. Talk to me about that a little bit because I have a lot of moms listening that are not, um, <laughs> look, we're not a hundred some off in, you know, uh, the United <laughs> States out of all these amazing CrossFit athletes. But w- what we do have in common with you, Candy, is that we're probably mm-hmm. on our own working out. We're in the garage, we're in the living room, whatever. What kind of self-talk do you have? Or like, what do you do to ensure that you put the hammer down when it is just you versus you? So when it comes to that, um, it can be hard sometimes. So there are days where I don't wake up like super motivated, especially um, (laughs) I know you're like an avid runner. Um, I am not. (laughs) So if I know that I have a lot of running in my programming that day um, and granted, I've been working very, very hard on my running lately and it's gotten way better, (laughs) but um, it was never like a big thing that I truly enjoyed. So there were days where I would just have to rely on my discipline to kind of get me through. Um, and on days like that, I find it really, really helpful. Um, cause I have this morning routine that I go through and every single day, um, I have certain intentions and certain things that I will want to, uh, focus on for that day. 
So um, I kind of refer back to that and everybody has a why Mm -hmm. as far as what they do. Um, And you have to be really connected with the true reason why you want to do something. And that could be, you just want to look better naked. That could be, you want to prove to yourself that, you know, you can actually do something and be proud of yourself or, you know, whatever specific goal it is that you have, you just have to be really in touch with your reason why you want to do I it. I love this. And I so, think that that makes, I think that makes it so much easier. I love this. Lin- listeners of this podcast will remember Tracy Martins. We did an episode with her called Healthy Mindset, and she talked about finding your why. Um, and she talked about mm-hmm. going five layers deep. So like, why? Yes. Because I want to look good naked. Why? Because I want that Yeah, like, what is that going to do for your life? Right. Why? <laughs> because I want yep. to be powerful from the inside. Why? Because I want to honor God, you know, whatever, to, to take it five mm-hmm. layers deep. I love that. And you're tapping into your why during your workout when you don't yes. necessarily want to do it, but you need to do it. Yep. Because you know that at the end of the day, like, that's it. That is what's going to get you to that end goal. I love it. Oh, I love that. So may I ask Candy, <laughs> so we just heard like, um, you know, we just heard how you did in worldwide and in the United States. It's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us how did you do, was this your first year in the open? No. So this was actually my third open. So I started uh, CrossFit in like September ish of that year. So 2017, um, because traditionally the open has always been late February, early March of every year. So 2017 was the very first year I had ever done it. And at that point I had only been doing CrossFit for what, a couple months, like three, four months at that point. Um, and then 2018, I did the open and then this year. So this was my third open. So how did you do in 17 and 18? I mean, I know you had a different mindset going in, but I'd really like to illustrate the progress one can have when they have that, the type of discipline that you do. So I think my first, oh, I'd have to go back and look, but I think my first year. So I think in 2017, I placed like, I don't know, like 3,500 or something like that in the country. And really the only reason why I got that far was because I was naturally strong just because of all the years with gymnastics and cheer and all of that. I just had a base level strength that I could kind of grind through some stuff. It wasn't pretty by any means, (laughs) (laughs) but um, I could grind through some stuff and do okay. Like I didn't do great or anything like that. And I think I made, I may have even scaled one of the workouts. Um, which when most people who, you know, see me and know me now, they're like, oh, my God, you actually did that? Yeah, I did that. I did that for a so long time. So just to clarify, <laughs> you know? scaling a workout for those that aren't in CrossFit circles, it would be like when I was pregnant pregnant with the triplets, I wasn't allowed to stand up. So <laughs> if there were, <laughs> right. for example, um, push presses, which is kind of like a shoulder press, except you're using your legs as well and more of a dynamic movement. I would actually sit on a chair and that's a modification and that is considered scaling. So that's the lingo there. Right. Yeah. So there's a standard for every single movement that uh, CrossFit has and uh, to be considered RX, uh, if you want to go that route or just as it's prescribed is you have to do it to standard. So if there's anything that goes against that standard, so such as what you said, sitting on a chair or say if you're doing burpees where your chest is supposed to make contact with the ground, if there's some type of physical limitation to where you can't do that, that is a very thing. 
Um, like you're pregnant. And it's just a way to make the work. <laughs> yeah. Like you're pregnant. <laughs> you can't reach the ground. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, just different things like that. Ah, oh, wow. But I mean, it really so. does. So like 3,500 in the country. Mm-hmm. To- and then I think like 2018, I think I maybe was like 400 and something, 400, 500. I did oh. well and um, kind of surprised myself in that instance. Um, and that was kind of the turning point was I was like, okay, like maybe, maybe I legitimately have a shot at like doing something. Yeah. Like this. Oh, it's amazing. It's a really, your personal story is really cool. It not only lets people into what CrossFit is like, but it also lets folks see that if you've got that discipline, um, obviously you've got mm-hmm. some raw talent as well, but it's neat to see it in the numbers. I can't yes. have you on the line though, Candy, and not talk to you a little bit. I mean, you are a coach now. You mentioned you went from mm-hmm. nursing to now you are, it's your passion, you're coaching full-time. Talk to me about like, what's something that you see new moms in particular? Um, maybe what's the biggest mistake you see new moms making in the gym? Um, I think it goes across not necessarily just new moms, but moms in general is, um, they expect way too much of themselves right off the bat. (laughs) Um, so everybody wants to go in and be able to do all these great, amazing things and they don't give their body time to adjust or time to grow. So, um, you know, take a brand new mom, like you just spent nine months growing this little person inside of you, your body is nowhere near the same as what it used to be. Um, so, and I had to learn that the hard way. So whenever I very first started CrossFit, um, my youngest was six months old and he was my biggest baby. He was, uh, nine, 12 at 37 weeks. Wow. <laughs> and wow. yeah, so he wasn't even done cooking yet. Um, oh, all the moms out there are like, whoa, Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I had to have a C-section with him. So I had to spend a very long time, um, like relearning what, muscles I was supposed to use and how to retrain my core. And I didn't have, um, really bad diastasis, mm-hmm. uh, which is where your abs separate. Um, but I did have some degree of separation just because he was such a big baby. And it took, I would say almost a year for that to come back to normal, you know, and even with as big as he was, that's a pretty good timeline. Yeah. So I see a lot of new moms who come in and they get really, really frustrated because they expect to be able to do all these things that they were able to do pre-pregnancy or do them pain-free or, um, you know, just differently than what they are capable of doing it now. And they don't ever really give themselves enough credit for what they're actually trying to do or give themselves grace to fail. <laughs> oh, I, lo- so. I love that you're saying this, Candy, because you know what? I fully expected you to tell me something mechanical. I fully expected you to be no. like, oh, it's their <laughs> hips or they're not putting their knees out when they squat. What I really like is you're saying it's something we can control. You're saying if we mm-hmm. get our mindset correct um, and we understand that we are different now than we were nine months ago, we are we then have an advantage. And that part we can control. Exactly. So there are only certain things in your life that you can control, you know, your eat, you know, what you eat, your sleep patterns, um, your relationships with people, stuff like that. But the biggest thing that you can control is your mindset. And if you go into it with certain expectations, um, actually, I think it's like a Shakespeare um, adage or whatever. Expectation is the root of all heartache. 
And, you know, you set up all these big grand ideas for yourself. And then if you go in and you fall short of that for, you know, you know, or what did I put forth all that effort for? And you don't give yourself enough credit for actually trying something. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I love that. (laughs) So how about, I do have some listeners as well that are not new mothers, but like, I mean, this is the run lift mom podcast. So as much as Mm -hmm. I've tried to bring them to CrossFit with me or bring them to the Goodwin Courage Corner to sling some weights, they won't do it. Um, <laughs> can you, oh, it's, it's the most liberating thing ever. <laughs> so Tell me you should a little it. bit though, really, what would you say if somebody's like, okay, I'll throw you a bone. I know that lifting is important, but yo, I don't even know where to start. What would you say to that person that has like an exercise background? They, you know, how would you tell them to start for somebody that was looking for something simple to get started with strength? I would find a coach and I know like that may not be like the simplest terms, but find a coach. So um, I have seen a lot of moms do more harm than good whenever they just watch stuff on YouTube and try out stuff in their garage. You're really prone to getting yourself injured, especially if you're a newer mom. So this kind of goes into that whole mechanical thing. Mm. Um, Your pelvis does not operate anything like it did before pregnancy. Right. And so a lot of, a lot of women that have listened to this podcast. Yeah. I'll tell them to go, go into the available episodes and look for, um, Ashley Gammon's episode. We did a whole episode about pelvic floor health. So if they're Mm -hmm. scratching their head on what you're talking about right now, Candy, I've got 30 minutes of good stuff they can listen to on that rehab. Okay. Then yeah, totally has a child. Like you lose a lot of the ability to control your pelvis, especially in the way that it tilts. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you were to look at somebody from the side, a lot of women after birth will have what's called an anterior pelvic tilt, which is where the, if you were to kind of think of it as like a bucket, the bucket is tilted the wrong way. And, um, that tightens up your lower back and it releases, um, like your lower abs aren't nearly as strong to kind of keep it in line. So your hip flexors will tighten up, your lower back tightens up. And that's, you know, you see those people hobbling out of a chair, right? right. (laughs) you know, and they're like, Oh, my back. Um, so if you're one of those women who, has a really weak pelvic floor, has those really weak lower abs, you know, uh, postpartum, if you go out into your garage and you're trying to do deadlifts or something like that, like you saw somebody doing on YouTube, you stand a really good chance of getting yourself hurt. And then you're just going to be on the couch even longer and out of the game even longer. Right. Um, so, and I think it comes different, uh, comes across a little bit different too, from somebody who has personally like been through all of that. Um, because I, you know, I had to learn firsthand and not, uh, not a lot of my coaches had a lot of experience with postpartum women, (laughs) especially ones that were, uh, post C-section. Um, so, you know, healing a C-section mom from just a regular vaginal birth mom are two totally different things. I love that you're mentioning that. So for listeners out there, like, you know, if they're not located in Fayetteville, right. Cause everybody's going to want to come see you after this, but like, if they're not (laughs) located, what I hear you saying is. If someone is looking to hire a coach, that's the advice. Like mm-hmm. this is part of what they need to share. And if a trainer or a coach looks at them with a glazed look and is like, if you can see it in their face, they're like, why in the world would I need to know if you had a vaginal birth? That is not the coach for you. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Find a different what one. They need to share though. Right. Right. Because that's a very pertinent thing as far as medical history goes. You would want to know if somebody had like an ACL tear or if they had bulging disc in their back. You, you need to know about their childbirth history, too, especially if it's a newer mom. Right. So it's not um, just, oh, I've been cleared for exercise. 
it. Oh this no! This is because what my body's if you, been through in the last <laughs> ten months. I'm in my fourth right. trimester. So <laughs> exactly. So you get cleared what, like six, seven weeks yeah, after birth? Um, you know, pending any complications. Like, I think it's eight is the current recommendation for a C-section. Yeah. So mine was eight for a C-section. And I know at eight weeks, even knowing what I know as a nurse, I was like, there is no way that I could have went into a gym at eight weeks postpartum and been okay without some type of guidance. Right. Well, that's, uh, it's, it's helpful to know that um, a health professional and someone with a clinical background is saying that. And I'll circle back to your original advice of the biggest mistake new moms make is thinking that they are that same person in that same body. And guys, we can control mm-hmm. our mind. So um, your advice for a coach is, is kind of going here, be drop the ego, work with somebody. <laughs> um, yep. And, and be willing to be open in the new body. Be proud of that new body, but know that it's a new body. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, look at what you just did. Like you created something that, you know, is so amazing. Yeah. Like give your body some yeah. credit and be and be thankful for the fact that you're actually capable of still doing something. Good point. Really good. Andy, what advice would you give your younger self? Let's say you could go back to pre-motherhood. Okay. Talk to that mm-hmm. woman that's 18. What What's a piece of advice you would give her? Oh, um, listen to your mama. <laughs> mama knows best, even if you don't want to admit it. Um, and also, uh, not so much advice, but just kind of, you don't know how much you don't know. Ooh. Like, yeah. So there was so much over the course of like these last 10 years that I've learned that I just... Had I known then what I know now, it would have just been so just different. I would not trade anything that I've went through in my entire life for anything. Um, but you really don't know like what you're missing out on and the things that you're just going to learn throughout your life. Oh, that's awesome. I If I had to theme this episode, it's, it's something about having an open heart and an open mind. And you are proof that when you have those things, amazing things can happen. Congratulations. Yeah, you can you can accomplish a lot that you didn't Ooh, think that you're able congratulations to. Congratulations on your performance. Thank you. Fit open also for having the courage to leave nursing and do what you're clearly passionate about. There's a lot to be said for that as well. Yeah, it's um it, it's really really nice to be able to do something that I you know, I loved what I did as a nurse, but coaching has always been my first love career was, you know, I did it all throughout um, after I graduated high school with cheer and gymnastics. And it was just kind of like a natural segue. Once I got really comfortable and fairly good at CrossFit, it was just kind of like a natural progression. Um, And it's so rewarding to be able to do something that I love to do. Like I don't feel wake up and feel like I have to go to work. Like I'm genuinely excited to wake up and see my athletes and see my people every single day. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, well, thank you so much for coming on the Run Lift Mom podcast. I'm going to link oh, thank you for having your me. <laughs> info below if folks want to reach out to you or to check out your gym.
I loved everything about that conversation with Candy, from everything from finding CrossFit and really hitting her stride as an athlete and turning that passion into a profession, to her advice to moms, and that is to give yourself grace to fail. You guys, I legit thought she was going to come at us with something like mechanically as far as what new moms do wrong. No, it's having those high expectations of ourselves. And you know what? I'm guilty of it. I wonder if you are too. Give yourself grace to fail. Thank you so much, Candy. I really enjoyed this. And you guys can hit the show notes if you want to connect with Candy or check out her gym, CrossFit Ferris in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom podcast. It's time for the Zaya Active item of the week, and this week it is the black, light and tight, high-rise crop. No matter what size you are, the inseam on this is 17 inches. Here's why this is such a big deal. Zaya Active is currently moving from alphabetic sizing to numeric sizing. We know that larger doesn't always mean taller. So in an effort to meet our customers where they are, we are going to be offering inseam lengths at consistent lengths across all sizing. So for this crop, it is 17 inches. This is that light and tight material that you know and love. It is squat proof, sweat resistant, and it's a fantastic length for the summer. So go ahead and check those show notes. You will see that black light and tight high rise crop, 17 inches, no matter the size. I am beyond excited to announce that Red H Nutrition is an official partner of the Run Lift Mom podcast. I've been a Red H sponsored athlete since November of 2018, which means that I've trained for multiple marathons, a 100K trail race while using these products to supplement my training as well as on race day. And I think that you can take it to the bank. They work. Some of my favorites are Super Greens, Super Flexi, and ZenRem, but you can click on details in the show notes to shop Red H Nutrition and check it out for yourself. Use code RUNLIFTMOM, that's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M, just like the name of this show, to save 10%. Again, just click on details in your show notes, shop Red H Nutrition, and then use code RUNLIFTMOM at checkout for 10% off. Thank you for your support of the Run Lift Mom podcast. This is a passion project for me that began in February of 2019 and now has over 10,000 listens. It's amazing. This is where I uplift other women and create communities around the areas of running, lifting, and motherhood. If you haven't yet done so already, please rate, review, and subscribe. That helps folks find the podcast and it keeps this passion project going.